Coffee to Go, where we center ourselves in the seasons, scriptures, and holy days of the Christian tradition. I'm Karen Peter, here with Blake Smith, and we welcome you on the journey. Today is proper eight in ordinary time, and here's our question as every week, where is Jesus this week? Well, Jesus is still teaching, so this is a lengthy a portion of teaching and sermonizing here, but this is a little bit of a closing set of remarks that have a reminder um, to the disciples and to those the disciples will be meeting or staying with. And it's a reminder about the importance of hospitality and the culture of hospitality, which was indeed the culture of this time period. So hospitality uh, governs relationships between stranger and host. And Blake, you being uh, a Southern raised person, you understand the importance of hospitality. I think the most hospitable people I've ever stayed with are in the Southern part of the U.S. But in this period of time, hospitality was almost mandated by the culture And so if a stranger came in to town, you were responsible for them. There are um, hospitality lines of connection, if you will, that govern relationships in this time between stranger and host, alien and citizen, traveler and householder. For example, a traveler. So Blake, you and I were 270. We're out doing uh, mission work. We come into a town we're not familiar with people. We would walk right into the middle of the town square, probably the marketplace. And our expectation would be someone here is going to invite us to come and stay with them. That was the the degree of um, importance of hospitality, the expectations of hospitality. And as such, the We, the guest, would be under the protection of our host. And that's important when you're vulnerable, when you're traveling in a strange area. Um, You you need that kind of uh, relationship protection. And so the host is responsible for us while we're with him. And it's reciprocal. I'm sorry. Yeah, that makes Jesus uh, claim to not take a, a cloak or a bag or whatever with you a little more palatable when you know that this is yeah. the, the culture and tradition that they're facing. Well, you know, you can put those together. When you first read, don't take all these things. You go, oh, that's scary. He must really want people to be brave. No, don't take right. it. They're not necessary. And if we show up with our sleeping bag and our own food, that means to the people there, it's a slap in their face because we're not trusting yeah. them to follow the culture of hospitality. So it is reciprocal. Um the, the disciples, the followers were reminded that when they welcome and honor and respect the stranger, they will in turn, in their turn, receive welcome and honor and respect. So it's a reciprocal arrangement. And so even small acts of kindness, like the gift of a drink of water to the little ones and little ones in this scripture means the vulnerable traveling disciple. We don't realize that. We think kids were <laughs> hanging out with Jesus at this point. No, nope. right. <laughs> they were still in the back with their moms. This means when you give a drink of water to these little ones, the, the, the vulnerable traveling disciples, it will be reciprocated. So that's just some clarity as we listen to Blake share the scripture. 
That's some hardcore hospitality. And there you go. <laughs> saying about this other, I'm pretty sure at least it was mandated in my house. I felt like it was mandated in the South, uh, this hospitality. But Yes, I would say going to potlucks in the <laughs> South, there are some mandated governing relationship rules about reciprocal hospitality. <laughs> Absolutely. Whether you like the guests or not. <laughs> that's not the, that's not the question. So our so our scripture comes today from the tenth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Going to pick up with the fortieth verse, and this one's a short one. It's only the fortieth through the forty second verse. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. Now we live, unfortunately, I think in a world where kindness is often the exception. And I've been out of the South for a while, so um, I would like to hope that it remains the same there, but I think in general, just in our world, kindness is often the exception, and hospitality, quite honestly, seems to be a dying art. I think of some of the neighborhoods I've lived in over my life, and I've kind of experienced all places on the spectrum. As a child, I remember knowing all of our neighbors, not just our next-door neighbors. But people up and down the street, I would imagine that I probably had been in 90% of the homes on the street where I grew up, inside the homes. Privacy fences weren't a thing. Front porches were a part of almost every house. It wasn't uncommon for someone to stop by after dinner or even for dinner for that, for that matter. And we thought nothing of setting an extra place at the table or baking an extra pan of cookies to take to someone after dinner. Now, of course, there are privacy fences, and instead of front porches, there are back decks. Life has gotten busy, and kindness just isn't a priority in a lot of places. Thinking about caring for the vulnerable is not usually at the top of our list every day, but Jesus, in this passage, reminds us that the small band of disciples, which are equivalent to the little ones in this case, were vulnerable. They're going out in the midst of persecution and oppression. It was the mission of other followers, like you said, those who were in the towns where they arrived to welcome and care for them. Hospitality and welcome are still really, really important in the life of discipleship. They are at the core of the gospel, and it's our calling and responsibility as followers of Jesus to welcome and care for the little ones. So we normally go into uh, how to experience it this week. But we're going to flip things around this week. I want to raise the questions first, and, and then I'll turn it over to you, Karen, for, for how we might experience this. As we think about this passage and go through this week, we might consider who are the little ones, the strangers, the travelers, and am I willing to welcome them? Maybe it's new neighbors. Maybe it's new coworkers, immigrants undocumented, refugees, transients, outcasts? Who are those strangers and travelers that you're willing to welcome? Another is, when have I received hospitality? 
And in what ways do I extend hospitality to others? And finally, how was the practice of or the receiving of hospitality shaped my inner life? How has it made a difference in my life, either receiving or giving hospitality? Karen, you got some ways for us to experience that this week? I do. Um, this week, we're going to do something we don't normally do, but we're going to take this scripture literally. Well, only only <laughs> a little bit of it. So um, I'm looking back of it, and we're going to take 1042A, let's say, for the first half of that, and we're going to literally give cold cups of water this week. I mean, let's let's really experience this as an act of hospitality of giving a cold cup of water, whether it's bottled water for the homeless that you pass in your town, or maybe a bottle of cold water for your mail deliverer or your UPS package deliverer, or in my case, the Amazon driver, whoever it may (laughs) offer a cold um, bottle of water. Or if you're uh, back to work in an office or other public place offer to fill the water bottle of your office mate or your friend or your family member. Um, Pay attention when it gets down and offer to refill it for them. So that's a literal way to give a cold uh, cup of water this week, but we can also do it figuratively. So two people that are um, our colleagues, Blake, um, Jane Gardner and John White, They each have a a bowl of chocolate in their offices. This was pre-pandemic. I'm hoping since I'm going to independence (laughs) at the end of the month, this is still a reality. But they would offer that to all of the visitors in their offices as this little small act of hospitality. So we'll give a nod to them and say um, that was their way of figuratively offering a cold cup of water. As you welcome people into your home, your front porch, your yard, your office, your classroom, do it as you would like to be welcomed. Uh, welcome people with the same level of hospitality that you would like to. I really receive. like that. <laughs> so our blessing is actually a little bit different. I'm not sure it's really a blessing, but I really like it. And I it's adapted from a Catholic blog by a person, uh, Mary Dugan Doss. And it is a, it's an Irish rune, I'm going to say, or statement mm-hmm. or poem or prose. And it is used in kind of the, the observance of uh, St. Bridget and St. Bridget's feast day. And St. Bridget was known for hospitality. So in pre-Christian Ireland, um, households <laughs> also had laws about hospitality. This is not just a Christian deal. So in pre-Christian households in Ireland, households were required by law to provide hospitality. And the type and quality of that hospitality, the quality of food, the quality of shelter (laughs) that you were obliged to offer varied depending on the class of the guests, so to speak. So if you had a really a nobleman, you had to offer really quality food and lodging. But if it was just me, a peasant coming through, you could make me stay in the barn kind of a deal as long as you offered hospitality, but you were expected to provide it for for noble and lowborn alike. And if you did not, there were municipal fines that would take place or social ostracism that would take place if you did not live up to the expectations of hospitality. And so St. Bridget, who is both a pagan 
a mythological uh, figure and a, a Christian saint. And so that's a, that's a different podcast for a different day. But St. Bridget um, infused this legal and social obligation with the love of Christ. And St. Bridget, the Christian um, saint, was the abbess of uh, a longtime abbess whose job it was, was to maintain the flame of Christ in the abbey. So that kind of hospitality of both Christian St. Bridget and Bridget of uh, Irish pre-Christian tradition brings us this uh, blessing. I saw a stranger yesterday. I put food in the eating place, drink in the drinking place, music in the listening place. And in the name of the triune, he blessed myself and my house, my cattle and my dear ones. And the lark said in her song, often, often, often goes the Christ in a stranger's guise. Often, often, often goes the Christ in a stranger's guise. Hmm. That's nice. Well, hopefully we've given you some things to think about as you journey with Jesus this week. Thanks for joining us here at Coffee to Go. And of course, we invite you to join us again for the next part of our journey through the liturgical seasons and holy days of the Christian tradition.